everybody, and welcome to Whole Talk. I'm your host, Miss Love. And I'm your other host, Crystal. And this is season two. Welcome to season two. All my little whole booties out there. Woo! Happy to be back. Brand new, strong, good than ever, and ready to go. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. preach a preach, preach a preach. Today we have <laughs> two very special guests, Joy and T. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hi. I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves real quick. Take it away. Well, hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> Hello, ladies. My name is T. Well, my name is Tendai, but I often go by T. Um, I'm from NYC, but I was originally born in Jamaica. Um, okay. I am <laughs> very open. I like to laugh a lot. So if you guys hear me laugh a lot, that's fine. But Aww. yes, I'm happy to be here and share with you guys. <laughs> oh, we're happy to have you. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Joy Donaldson. I am from Richmond, Virginia. Mm. I am currently living oh, in. <laughs> I'm currently <laughs> living in Maryland. So yeah, you got you got the country girl here on the podcast. Okay, um, color green. Hey. <laughs> I am a uh, sex educator, also a sex historian. Um, I. I love yes. finding out the whys and the who's and the what's and the where's yeah. about the history of sex that we do. I am a certified uh, sexologist. So anything that has to do with just sex in general, I am super excited and interested in it. I am a mom. My child turned 13 last oh, month. Wow. Um, oh. they, I, I, I am a proud mom of a proud out non-binary child yes we love that yes so i'm so happy to be here <laughs> all right let's just hop right into the questions when and how did you become comfortable enough with your body to take control of your own pleasure i would definitely say for me after I got out of every relationship that I've ever been in. You know, you do the mm. postmortem of it to be like, what the hell happened? What, yes. what was this? Why, what was I putting up with, with that, that I should not have been putting up with? Right. Um, mm. Mm. But it really came down to discovering that a lot of the men that I had been, unfortunately, I am um, heterosexual. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately well a lot of the men that I have been with had no idea what to do with my body mm -hmm. I was basically used as a fleshlight in a lot of ways yeah. um Ooh. also being raised in church you aren't taught that your Ooh, pleasure girl. matters so oh, it wasn't man, until no. I really started this journey that I'm on right now of being intentionally single and doing the active work of finding out what my pleasure looks like, what it feels like, sounds like, tastes like, everything, and realizing that pleasure really manifests itself outside of the bedroom. Yeah. And that was when it really started to come down, because I am also a sexual assault survivor. So when it really comes down to what pleasure looks like and how to recover and regain what pleasure looks like, yeah. as a survivor as a mom as a black woman it's it was really on the journey that I'm on now discovering what pleasure means for me as a whole and it also you know I have fun going to 
the toy store. I'm going in there to see what new stuff they got. Right. <laughs> like, same, same. What they got, you know, what what's on clearance. But <laughs> <laughs> and I pride myself on the toy collection that I do have. And also as an educator, it's like you you gotta be up on the new things. So it's pleasure for me really started when I started doing the healing work and unpacking a lot of the stuff that I accepted in my previous relationships. I want to thank you so much for being vulnerable and brave enough to share that you were a survivor of sexual assault, because I feel like that's still very taboo and very stigmatized and not something that's, that we're really ready to talk about that, to talk about as women and especially as black women, because we're often called fast, we're often called easy, all those things that, Mm -hmm you know, it, it's, it's, it's stigma. And I can, yeah. resonate, I can resonate with almost all of your story um, very strongly because me and Miss Love, is that how you want to be referred to, Miss Love? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Love in the street. Thank you. Thank you. Me oh, and Miss <laughs> Love also grew up in the church. So mm. we are taught not only does your pleasure not matter, but seeking pleasure, yes. especially as a woman, is Jezebelish or evil. Yes. You're yep. going to hell. Yes, going basically. To hell. Yep. Um, our pleasure is tied to morality a lot instead yes. of being like a separate thing where we're just you know exercising our autonomy as human beings so right. I can definitely resonate with you in that aspect aspect and just like you as well I also didn't start even even thinking that I could achieve pleasure until after I broke up with a person who much like with you because unfortunately I'm heterosexual too Ain't it didn't know what I've said this before in the previous episode, but y'all, I really thought my coochie was broken before mm-hmm. I got with my current partner because I, the other person just didn't know what to do. And that yep. was like, I had such limited sexual experiences that I didn't know what to do either. Mm-hmm. So it was I'm not, I'm not until recently that I started discovering myself, basically. T yeah. and Miss Love, what about y'all? We got a man, Chad. He looked like a chipmunk anyway, so... <laughs> I am bisexual, so okay. I have had encounters. <laughs> I have had encounters with women, but um, for some unknown reason, I would have better um, encounters with women than with men, rather than with men. Hmm. Um, oh, we know the reason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we know the reason. Exactly. Exactly. Women, you know, we know each other's bodies. Yeah. So it would be, um, I did have a girlfriend at the time and she actually put me on to how to self-pleasure. Mm. And that was really, you know, a different experience for me because I, I had a baby young. I have a son now. And so um, I had a baby oh. at 19. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that my son, you know, um, I was dealing with a man at that point. So it was like, it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. Like, right. It wasn't doing what it was supposed to do for me. Mm. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, let me see, you know? And so I went to women and that's when she taught me or whatever. So that was about like 23, 24 years old. I was just getting into, you know, starting to understand my body. And mm-hmm. then I had got into a relationship with a man again and then that's when I was telling him what to do how to do okay. it things of that nature and so mm. honestly um 
back when I was younger, you know, my dad, he's very strict, like very strict. So he was just like, don't have sex. He would never tell me how to have sex. He would just say, don't do it. You know what I mean? So it was like, I didn't really understand until I actually did it because you know right <laughs> we're gonna want yeah. to know you know yeah. what I mean? so when we did it and I did it with the girl or whatever that's when I understood like oh wow my body could do that you know what I'm saying it right. was very very it very exclusive for me <laughs> but I'm, I'm 28 now so it's like at this point I'm on a like celibate journey so I'm not doing anything but at that time it was very it was very experiencing for me (laughs) mine is so sad so my tragic story is like crystal grew up in the church home you're going to hell if you had a boyfriend going to hell if you asked about sex going to hell if they found out you had a boyfriend going to hell if you cried over a boyfriend i remember i broke up with my boyfriend and they made me go to the altar because i thought i was suicide demon so never don't cry no more in church don't be embarrassing them like that like i never got into it beads and the birds talk beads and the birds talk so I have a tragic upbringing because I had to teach myself as in go through bad experiences with men as in what I didn't like and try to figure out what I wanted to do I feel like when I first had seconds it was very barbaric mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how to thrust how to do this how to you know suck a dick you know I didn't know how to do all that I was just kind of going through the motion of what I saw on porn mm-hmm. so I just kind of had to to myself I do know that when I did finally take control I realized I was into more of the dominant position like just telling them what to do toys walking around like they're my slaves type thing I found mm-hmm. out I like to be in charge because a lot of men didn't know how to fulfill mm-hmm. me but I can coach you <laughs> to teach me but it comes out of cost <laughs> of your soul mm-hmm. so I'm going to teach you I can um, I literally <laughs> had my first orgasm recently, as in maybe last December. That's how bad it's been. And I found out that I am bicurious. And I say bicurious because I like to dabble in the sweet fountain of youth, but I don't know if I want to. Girl, don't know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kit Kat or two, and do my little thug fizzle. But I don't know if I could be in like a monogamous relationship with a woman, um, but I know I want to be in one with a man. So I always say I'm curious because I like to dabble, make people feel good and mm-hmm. play around and stuff because women do do their thing. Like when I say it's a different feeling than with a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's different and it's sweet like candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I see myself being with a man, but I like to play and have fun with women because sometimes we get tired and bored and one little break every now and then, like a vacation. I'm like a resort, like a vacation. (laughs) So yeah, that's what I had to teach myself. But eventually, you know, I I caught on. So mine was more barbaric. Okay, I want to follow up on something that Miss Love and Joy said. Uh, Joy, I want to ask you to elaborate on when you said that pleasure is something that you can also do outside the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Miss Love, <laughs> Love, I wanted to ask you if you think that um, you becoming dominant is because when we were growing up, we didn't really have control over whether we even wanted to be uh, sexual beings or express uh, sexuality at all. Do you think that you becoming dumb is like a kink that you would have always found your way to or do you think that it's a result of feeling like you didn't have control over your own sexual autonomy it's a result 
I was um, um, permanently, I have permanent PTSD from growing up. I don't care if they hear this or not. So it's a result. I do enjoy it. I'm not a slave to the chains. I really do enjoy it, but I feel like it would have been a later enjoyment if I had a normal upbringing. Because yeah. I do like being a little submissive. Like when I'm with the right man and right. he makes me feel like a woman and helps, like lets me tuck away my dick, then I like to be <laughs> submissive and I let him do his thing. But if I feel like he's weaker than me, I can take control of the situation. <laughs> then I dominant side does occur. So if it's the right guy, I can be a little sub sub. I think it's cute. But if it's not, then I'm just back to slinging my dick in his throat. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> That's and I eat it too. So yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you just like being a dog. <laughs> gave it like a like a roller coaster it made the track go faster I see, because yeah. i had no control like i yeah. said i couldn't even have a breakup without being sent to the altar because i was possessed by demons so right yeah. yeah it's bad it's sad yeah. that traditional church folks especially african-american families it's like yeah because we went to a pentecostal so the skirt and you know you don't Ooh. talk about sex don't have sex that meant to you there with no questions asked Heels too high, man. Crystal got the holy blanket way too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, the stat in the deacon, you know, you can't have a boyfriend till you're married. I don't yeah. know how that makes sense. But <laughs> right. It was like, you can't I, date until you're married. What is the yep. logic, guys? Um, what is that? <laughs> yep, you can't do anything till you're married. And it's just a lot of stuff. So I do wish they would break that toxic cycle because it becomes more cult like and less yeah. religious. Mm-hmm. That is true. It, it did feel a little culty. Uh, Joy, I was about to call you Miss Joy because I said love. Um, Joy. Joy in the bedroom, honey. Miss Joy in the bedroom. Miss <laughs> Joy. Miss Joy. Joy, Joy. Joy, could you elaborate on when you said that pleasure is also to be had outside of the bedroom? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So I actually grew up very similar to what Ms. Love was saying, kind of being sheltered and in that space of like, you can't do this, you can't do that. So my sheltering was limited to how my mom kind of viewed things. And my mom was dealing with a lot of self-medication as well. So I wasn't so much raised in purity culture at home, but I was raised in it in church and also at school. So the idea of just enjoying yourself to be able to just breathe without somebody deeming that you have to go sacrifice something you got to go lay on the altar you got to go take care of so mother so-and-so you got to go run mm-hmm. groceries with such and such you got to clean the house you got to do this you got to do that yeah. I did not understand what self-care and also like autonomy and understanding of self mm-hmm. really meant So when I think about what pleasure looks like outside of the bedroom, if I'm shutting my phone off and saying, I'm not talking to anyone today, I'm just going to drive around, which is one of my, even though with these gas prices right now, it's one of my, it's one of of my, my main ways of decompressing is to drive around. It it legit helps my brain to air out. And that to me is allowing myself the pleasure of my own company mm. and not having to put mm-hmm. somebody else's needs ahead of that. I have a child, but there are even moments when I'm like, listen, <laughs> I don't have it right now in this moment. Girl, You're going to you. have to go into this kitchen and figure out what to make because right. right now I ain't got it. And I have cultivated that relationship with my child 
after years of getting it wrong, letting how I was raised really dictate how I was raising my child. And I realized how I was heading down a really dark path and re re-energizing some of these curses that I was trying to get rid of by right. doing that. And I had to tell my child, I had to apologize. I chose to apologize to them. And then I really had to take some steps back and see what parts of my life I have missed out on because I was doing what the generations before me were doing. And you look back at those things and go, ah, did any of that work? <laughs> did any of that make it, <laughs> did did any of that make y'all feel better? Like I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm like, this even before I came in to talk about um, to talk with you all today, I went to my altar. My mom is on my altar. Everybody on my altar are women. And I went in there, I'm like, this is what we talk about today. If anybody got something to say, <laughs> you just go, you know, I got an aunt, I got a very sex positive aunt that's on that altar. I, was, I looked at her like, hey. So, in understanding what pleasure looks like, it starts in the mind. And it's pleasure can be either amped up or destroyed depending on where we are in our mindset. And this ain't about to be no old toxic positivity. Oh, you just gotta get it. Right. Fuck that. Um, hopefully I could <laughs> I could say that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it it really does come down to how are you feeling? I am someone who deals with both depression and anxiety. I take medication for it. I understand about the permanent PTSD because there are elements of PTSD I have due to my last relationship. So, mm -hmm. and also dealing with sexual partner intimate violence. That was what mm -hmm. I endured, like intimate partner violence. And so when it comes to pleasure outside of the bedroom, I really break it down to minute things. A friend, of mine, a friend of mine broke it down and said, enjoy putting on lotion in the morning. Mm. Enjoy the taste of your breakfast when you wake up. Enjoy being able to walk from your bedroom to the bathroom, to the kitchen, to grab some water. Like that mm. mindfulness and understanding of your existing in this world can bring pleasure so then when you're getting into this space of self-pleasure partnered pleasure partners pleasure however way you want to deal with it it is coming from a space of i'm i'm at pleasure i'm at peace because of who i am my body feels good i'm calm my i've, I've done some stretching everything you know Everything is maybe not where I want it to be, but damn it, we here. And <laughs> I can enjoy this moment because not only do I deserve it, I am honored by it. I am breaking curses by allowing myself this pleasure because mm -hmm. my ancestors <clears throat> in whatever capacity were not able to do this. So that's when that's why I view pleasure as something wider and deeper than oh it can only happen in the bedroom and especially the way that we are taught that it can only happen with someone else specifically some male dude with a dick that's <laughs> it's just we're taking back pleasure and that's that's scary for some people because they ask like well like you don't need me for just, yeah, 
<laughs> so, so. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so. That was beautiful. That was almost poetic. I kind of got you. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. Can I just like interject and say yep. something? No, go ahead. So, ladies, I am so proud and happy that we're all gathered here today and y'all have yeah. opened up with your personal lives about what has happened to you and what has made you stronger. Because yeah. I feel like situations that we go through build to make us into the women, the strong women that we are today. And just because you're a Black woman doesn't mean you always have to struggle. Because yeah. I too have suffered from depression and anxiety. Yeah. And I too have experienced and dealt with sexual assault in my life. So I just love that y'all are being open and have it so people who are listening can relate and don't feel so alone because we get victimized a lot and victim blamed because yeah. I'm in the military too and I've been through yeah. it here too so do thank y'all so much for just being an open book to us no it made me feel thank, yeah. you. thank you for having us and thank you for yes. <laughs> all right y'all let's transition into or segue into question number two so I feel like we kind of already <laughs> talked about this in our uh answers to the first question but what do you wish you were taught about sex and your body growing up not all dick is good dude <laughs> most dick ain't good dude <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer not all dick is good dude right. i guess what they're gonna tell their boys it was some good dick child mm-hmm. i used to feel like oh, i'm supposed That's to it. like it like it's supposed to is this how it's supposed to feel? Sometimes that thing you hurt, yep. you're like, oh, they it's just too big. Now. It's too big. I'm not the no best guy. So, feel, they yep. know they was good. <laughs> exactly. True, there was a guy, true. he had a big schlong, but he didn't know how to use it. And he was like, oh, every time yep. I have sex with a woman, I make him tap out and make him tap out. I'm like, you're not know me. I'm a thug. Okay. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let's see. So we're going. Well, the first flag was when he went in the shower because we showered together. He didn't wash his behind, so See? he was already nasty. He said that was gay. So I knew it. it. I knew it. I knew that was going to be the top process. I offered to wash it for him. He said, no, stop playing with me. That's gay. And I said, okay. So he stank. He uber stank. He stank. So <laughs> wait, I got I, I, I got a question. Even yes. though he had dookie cakes between his cheeks, y'all still did the do? We, uh, now, dookie I didn't cakes. say, I never said I was perfect, okay? I <laughs> so, you know, what I do, I do it for a reason. I was curious. I was that curious. I gave up my morals for two seconds. <laughs> it's like, he literally went in the shower, and I don't know how he worked magic in my shower, but the water hit everything but his butt. Like, he really wasn't washing his butt. He wasn't playing around with it. <laughs> He was about to do it. So we went in the room and he put it in. And I noticed I was a little dry because it took me a long time to figure out that if like I'm not naturally wet or moist, I'm not turned on. Like it's just, yeah. you're not doing it for me. Yeah. I thought it was just like, I can't take it or maybe it's just me, but I was as dry as sandpaper. So he tried to stick his thing in my sandpaper coochie <laughs> and it just, it was like trying to shove a dog up your butt. Like it was just not <laughs> working. And I was like, oh my God, that hurts. He's like, CC, I told you, like, they can't handle my, they can't handle my thing. And I'm like, no, you no. thang and thang are wrong. Like that's yeah. not like, stop, stop. Right. Like, you're hurting yeah. me. He's like, oh, see, you can't handle it. I'm like, no, like you're doing it wrong. You don't know how to have sex. He's like, what you mean? I said, you don't even foreplay. You don't even kiss me. You don't even tell me, you don't even look at me. I'm turned off. You don't wash your butt. Like it's a lot of things going on right now and I just can't do it. So I said, if this is why women can't take it, 
you're not doing it for them. You're not arousing them enough to make them get wet and make their coochie excited. Like, oh yeah, I'm salivating because I want some dick. So I feel like my coochie's salivating when it's wet. You know, I'm ready like I'm hungry. She's hungry. Right. <laughs> but he, it wasn't for me. And he, he legit had you right there starving and like, yeah, can nobody take this? Yeah, nah, it's not like, see, I told you nobody can take it. I'm like, first of all, with your faint ass, I was trying to cut. Right. <laughs> no one has wrong. come to, to be able to tell you that your what? ass literally stinks. And yeah, you, you or. I can't take, take the DNA up here shape like a Dorito. Like, stop playing with me. Audacity. Like, stop. Audacity. Stop. Audacity. Don't put <laughs> down Dorito. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of that has to do with porn, though, because I can count on maybe one hand Thank the times I've seen women orgasm during straight porn. Yep. It's, it's very male-centric and not catered to us at all. I don't even yes, know if they show play in, in straight porn. I haven't watched straight porn in a long ass time. Do they show well, I just, <laughs> well, I'll be watching SM and people tied up and stuff, so they don't really... It just depends what they're doing. Yeah, so it, it definitely depends on the company. I don't watch regular porn. Some of them do. A lot of the women-led or created porn spaces do. Okay. But you ain't going to get no foreplay on like browsers or nothing like that. Right. Shout out to you, my guy. We thanks. Enjoy it. Uh, y'all, y'all were taught. Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. What do y'all wish that you were taught about sex or your body growing up? Um... I really, I was not taught anything. My mom gave yeah. me a Judy Bloom book when I was old enough. Not Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom, because she was not <laughs> gonna tell me anything about my body, anything about my cycle, nothing. Oh, she didn't tell wow. me anything. She literally gave me a book, and the next thing I know, I was in the doctor's office, and the doctor, she was like, "Well, Joy has started her cycle," and I'm just in the midst of this conversation. I think the doctor was a little bit confused of like, okay. And then, and then I'm, wow. I'm right there like, yeah, I got this book. And um, I was a, I was a really big nerd and reader anyway. So it didn't really, it didn't, I did not realize what I was missing out on until years later. Mm-hmm. And especially when my child um, got their first cycle, yeah. I wasn't home. And but I had been preparing for it, so I was like, ah, shoot. Um, <laughs> he was like, this is what you do, and I actually taught them how to put on the pad mm-hmm. over the phone because I wasn't home at the time, and it was so it was such a singular thing. It wasn't awkward. My kid was like, wait, what do I? And it, it, was, just, <laughs> it was such a simple right. It was such a simple conversation that it, it was like. It was a month or so, a couple months before their birthday. So I wasn't really taught anything. And then I went to private schools from kindergarten until eighth grade. So this identity of the belief that you are supposed to not touch anything, not explore Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. until you're you're married. And I did wait until I was... um married to have sex do not recommend um 100 trash i do not <laughs> and it was the the belief that oh my god joy saved herself from marriage it's like it's just it sucks it's trash and so, <laughs> <laughs> so i wasn't taught anything and the things that i were that was taught it was under the illusion of 
if you have sex, you're going to end up pregnant. If you have sex, you're going to be um, ostracized from your family. You're going to get a disease. You're going to be looked at as this horrible person. And you can't do this. You can't do that. I have family members that have been sat down, quote unquote, in church yeah. because they had the audacity to get pregnant, allegedly by themselves, because they never brought the name <laughs> there. Right. And I'm like, there was just it's so many immaculate conceptions. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but now as an educator, I have a class where I literally teach anatomy. I'm like, listen, this is sex ed for adults 101. This is what we're gonna talk about. And we we talk specifically about those misconceptions of why there are men that think that they can um go inside a urethra um oh yeah there was a dude on and i believe that tweet is still up because for some reason he has decided to die on that hill um yeah he's because there was the context of it was i guess the guy they were complaining about women that want both or at least people with vulvas wanting um, <laughs> length versus girth and all this stuff. And he just kind of came out of nowhere and was like, man, they got y'all tripping in the way. The urethra is only three to five inches long. And everybody went, oh, oh, I did see hold that. On. I see hold that. on. Oh. Hold on. Urethra? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no different than the dude that said that he was going to be deep inside her click. So click. This <laughs> Oh my! Not a biology class in sight. <laughs> <laughs> not an anatomy lesson in sight. No, none ever. Just, just woke up and decided you wanted ass, but didn't know what the ass or any other parts of it did. And these are grown <laughs> men, right? These are grown men. That is crazy. Deep inside Barbie. her click. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, speaking about men folk. I think that what I wish I was taught growing up is that, okay, so whenever my mom did mention sex, which was like maybe one time ever in my whole life, mm. she was just like, boys will try to pressure you to have sex, just say no. She didn't really phrase it like, if someone is pressuring you to have sex, then that makes them a bad person. You should right. probably never talk to them again. So <laughs> kind of, oh kind of as a result of that, all of my sexual encounters prior to my current partner were coercive, where the person was just pressuring and pressuring me to, to fuck, yeah. like, excuse me, yeah. have sex. Yeah. Until I eventually gave in. And in my head, that was normal because I had always been taught kind of like this, oh, boys will be boys. They're going to yep. you to have sex when really it shouldn't be phrased mm -hmm. like that, you know? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think that if, I think that one of the things that I'm going to teach my son when he's of age is that if a girl says no, then that doesn't mean convince her. It just means no. Right. Right. <laughs> This sounds also familiar. We, we have very similar childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> if your family went to any Pentecostal or Church of Christ church, then uh, probably we we Baptist. <laughs> my family is Baptist, but I've been to I've been to the Pentecostal churches in the and and the Kojic. Oh, been Kojic! <laughs> Kojic. Well, um, oh, I almost said your actual name, Miss Love. I would like to commend you for working through the trauma that we had as kids. I know that we both 
kind of went down our own path and kind of figured out our own way but I'm glad mm-hmm. that you're starting to like heal and find a way where you can express your sexuality in a healthy way because yeah. that was uh I feel like that type of upbringing would be traumatic for anyone especially yeah. if you're the main it's caretaker very, that's, that type of language I grew up with mm-hmm. very low self-esteem and no sense of self-love I thought I was hideously yeah. disgusting no guy would want me, so I kind of accepted anything. I was very manipulative, and not me, but I was easily manipulated, yeah. easily gaslighted. I just yep. didn't have a backbone or a structure. Yep. And um, so this it got so bad, like in recent years, I was very proud when at work someone called me the B word because they said I was too aggressive and too bossy, and I felt like very enlightened and proud because I am. <laughs> I am that. I backbone now. You, you know, like, it made me happy, which is weird. That's how many years it's been since I just haven't been able to really not even finding yourself, but discovering yourself. It was only one yeah. year. I had, it took me decades and decades and decades to discover who is Mayana Love, and I just said my name. Don't care who is Mayana Love, and what does she want to do in life, and you know, with pleasure, with sex, with work, with anything. Because I was just yeah. used to <laughs> doing what I was told and being called ugly. So. Very enlightening. Thank yeah. you. And Camille, you too, um, Miss Valentine, because we were in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made it. We house. survived. All right, y'all. So next question. My little brother. <laughs> in a previous episode, we talked about the orgasm gap, um, which is where straight women are statistically the least likely group to achieve orgasm. So I want to mm-hmm. ask y'all, have you ever had an orgasm? If not, what is something... <laughs> think stands in the way of your or women's pleasure in general and if you have had an orgasm what is some advice that you can give to women who have never been able to experience it mm. so um i will say that uh, my first orgasm was in 2015 i think 2015 is that when I, yeah, whenever, whatever year I started dating my current partner, I'm pretty sure it was 2015, but mom brain is like destroying everything. So let's just say, <laughs> let's just say it was 2015. Um, and before that I had never felt comfortable enough with my sexuality and with, uh, the people that I was having sex or sexual experiences with, because like I said, that they, they were very coercive. So it's not like I was like open and willing to accept pleasure because in the back of my head the whole time, I'm like, I don't even want to fuck you. Like you just kept pressuring me till I gave in. Yeah. So yeah. that was like a major part, I think, yep. of why it took me um, so long to achieve pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason I would say, uh, or I guess this would be advice, for women who have never achieved orgasm is to be communicative uh, with yourself mm-hmm. and with your partner. So that you want to so figure- by the way. Huh? I said that was very helpful when you were telling me, because we talked about this separately and you were helping yeah. me out. That was very helpful advice. Oh, I'm glad. So, so you want to be honest <laughs> with yourself about what feels good to yourself, even if it's taboo or, or kinky or whatever. And you also want to be honest to your partner. Like I know that maybe, especially if you are someone whose partners are typically male, you might not want to hurt their egos, which is why I never um, originally told my previous partners that they weren't really hitting on shit either. especially if they a drummer the dick is 
the trash. They're <laughs> <laughs> beating all the wrong things. It's like, yeah, better. God bless. Um, being communicative is definitely uh, um, one of the things it's going to take to achieve orgasm. I was also looking because I like looking into like studies and stuff about sex too, and I found a study that said that uh, the path from arousal to uh, orgasm for men is pretty straightforward. All it takes yeah. is a little general stimulation. But for women, we can experience something called sexual discordance where our bodies might be aroused, but mentally we're not there or vice versa. Yeah. For us, we kind of have to get in the right mental space, like uh, arousal and then orgasm are very like contextual. Like everything has to be aligned. You have to mentally be open. You have to physically be like in tune with the sensations. So trying to make that connection between your mental and your physical is also something that I would uh, say would help you achieve orgasm if you've never done it so you're not going to want to be thinking about what you've got to cook for dinner or what time the baby needs to eat or what, <laughs> what you need to finish up at work tomorrow you just have to be like present and in the moment yeah Ooh, i like that talking helps too i like to talk to my meals before i eat them so talking, <laughs> I talk to my partner to our partner talking helps I, I can't stand quiet bedroom. Y'all like talk? Y'all have sex? Or y'all I, I, I absolutely need that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a talker. Yeah, right. I'm a talker. <laughs> you know what? That was the other thing with the partners I had before. One of them niggas was dead silent. I felt like I was in the morgue. Oh my God. Like, you have you, fucking the undertaker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how my last partner was. Oh, was like trying to hold his head, like hold his hand on his mouth, like because he what? didn't like his moan. <laughs> He's like, I want you to hear my moan. I'm like, if you don't take your hand off, you what? Like, <laughs> you know I'm like, I don't want to be having sex with a corpse today. Right. <laughs> right. If you're looking at right, yeah, man. <laughs> Why would you not want your partner to hear you moan? Though that's sexy. That. Right. Exactly. Right. I, I hate that men feel like they can't be vulnerable to the point where they just can't be vulnerable, like they can't moan or make any sounds or say how good it is. I feel bad that we live in that toxic, especially African American men environment. Mm-hmm. The white yes. boys don't sing, honey. The white boys don't sing. The Hispanic <laughs> yeah. boys don't sing. I haven't done anything yeah. yet, but they don't sing. Okay, but African American men they just act like, oh, they gotta be tough. They gotta be uh, 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 like. Yeah. Just, only thing, the only thing they will say is I'm finna come. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, true. I'll be like, oh shit. And nobody that's taught true. y'all. No, no woman is telling you that's gay. Like right. it's mm-hmm. other right. niggas that are sitting around talking to each other and being like, man, I'm moan that you're gay. Right. What yeah. don't you do? That's like, not why gay. <laughs> what do you do successfully? Please, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> so enjoy. Um, same question. Have you ever had an orgasm? If not, what do you think stood in your way? And if so, what advice do you have for women who have never been able to achieve orgasm? I have had an orgasm with my last partner. Um, that was a very different experience. I know. When I did have it, I like kicked him off the bed. That's how I knew that was like yeah. the craziest thing. Kick his ass! Oh, she big booted him. <laughs> <laughs> did he fly against the wall? Yes, like he was like, he was like, God damn, what happened? I'm like, Yo, I don't even know. Like, like we discussed it, right? And. 
so basically it was more so him talking to me rather than me talking because I like you know the way his voice was what he was saying what he was doing you know what I'm saying that yeah. is what got me to my orgasmic yes. you know, energy and so I would honestly recommend like you said the communicative communicative part as well but yeah. also like if you're like in that mood and you feel your body tensing up don't like you know what I'm saying he can't stop Right. You get me? Because sometimes men be like, I mean, um, he needs to like slow down because sometimes yeah. men be like, pump, 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 pump. Yes. And that's just the worst thing. Like, don't pound or rev out. Well, I'm doing I'm sorry, I say rev out. But don't like keep pounding somebody, the vagina because it's not what it's for. You're not right. supposed to keep pounding a vagina. And so if you feel like you're on, you know, your climax, make sure you tell him, you know, slow it down a little bit. You feel me? If he yeah. is or whatever the case may be, and whatever you like during sex, if you like to be choked or hair pulled or whatever, let him intensify that. You feel me? Like, let yeah. that build up so that it can get you to where you need to be. <laughs> but I do do some things with my um, partner. I say partner. I keep my life private. I do do some things with my partner where, like, depending on the day and how we feel, some days yes. I get mine, some days he'll get his. Mm-hmm. And the days that he gets his, it's the way that he says it and whispers it in my ear that just well, now we both gonna get out. So I'm just, yeah. you just, <laughs> right? It's just something about that whisper, like, right? Like, I'm, I'm about to get my. And he'll ask, like, yeah. do you mind? So it's not even like I'm gonna get my. He's like, I'm gonna get mine. Pump, pump, pump. Do you mind? I'm like, child, I'm already not the fuck out. <laughs> come on, come on, go ahead. I've never experienced that. He's open to experimental things, and that's kind of how I had my first because most of the guys are just too manly in the moan, too manly to be tied up, too manly to you know, do anal plugs, like, it's just, he got a cousin. (laughs) 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 All right, y'all, we almost out of time, so I want to get into these uh, viewer questions that we asked our audience. So the first one is, a girl's hymen breaks when she loses her virginity. 24% of our audience said true, and 76% said false. Which one do y'all think is the correct answer? False. Oh, isn't it false? Isn't it, like, um, let me not. I'm not a biologist. No, you're right. False is the correct answer. It's not even taught to think of the hymen as almost like a glad seal over the coochie, but that's not like actually how yeah. it works. It's more like a donut shape. So if the hymen does tear or break, quote unquote, it just grows back like a, a regular old piece. That's of what I was going to say, but I don't know. Yeah. So when so when the bleeding comes from the stressing of your hymen, right? Right. Yeah, it can no, it can come from a multitude of things. It can come from friction. It can come from like we talked about earlier about you not being there's no lube there. You not being wet enough oh, to be. It, it there's so many things field. that can play into okay. that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't my hymen. Mean, it was him. All right. <laughs> and some people are born without quote unquote hymen. So it's like uh, it's girl. It's a I social construct. All right, yeah. next question. Biologically speaking, women are inherently monogamous while men are not. 58% mm-hmm. of our audience said true, 42% said false. What do y'all think? Um, I, I guess I that like depends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like it could be partially true because women, I feel like we do tend to be more logically and emotional attachments while men, not trying to stop saying monkeys, while men are more physical and in the now women are more logical and think yeah. of the long run so I feel like that 
is probably true. The yeah. was actually false. <laughs> yeah. Uh, science and uh, anthropology tend to indicate that most humans are actually monogamous. But I do think that it's uh, mostly on the individual basis, like whether yeah. you are polygamous right. or monogamous, like case by case. I feel like mm-hmm. that's true. Men crave the need for a partner. They just act like they don't need one, but they always end up with somebody, whether they're 85, like you have to know lay on their <laughs> arm or not. They have right. a young buck with them taking all their money when they die. So. And, that's, and that's what's so frustrating about that as well, because a lot of men... I wrote about this because I, I am divorced. I've been divorced for eight years. Um, <laughs> best thing in the world. Highly recommended. Man, um, <laughs> thank, thank you. Very, very highly recommended. Um, but what I was sharing is that men, as much as they don't like being quote unquote held down or having to settle or being in relationships or locked down, any of those things, men categorically do better in relationships than women do. Mm. So it's Mm-mm-mm. it's a scientific fact, and even going back to saying that mm. biologically, yeah, that if we may be we may lean a lot more um, monogamous as people, but societally, it's women that are looked at as being the more monogamous monogamous sex, even though a lot of those reasons as to why have to do with patriarchy. So it's like, right. yeah, it's so it's so much deeper than that than just saying oh women they just want to lock you down they just want to do this they want to do like so many women are so much better when they either do not have kids or they even have kids by themselves exactly. or they're single and never got married it's the men that if they are by themselves will just be they can't be by themselves yes and, but yes. they love oh they love to say that it's the women that are the ones that are always it's them. Like, all right next Yay! question always calm down <laughs> so it's caused women's bodies to become desensitized to the real thing 28% of our audience said true and 72% said what? false what do y'all think oh no no false. no right false. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know right what insecure cishead man exactly they be like yeah uh you can't take real dick because you've been drilling your your coochie off with the vibrator like it doesn't first of all no second of all shut up (laughs) (laughs) i feel like if they were doing it right right if if your dick just bad say that just say that they can't handle my dick no, you can't handle your dick. Like, right. You don't like, even know how to even want to be works. handled by you because you can't even wash it properly. So why are we even you talking about oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Last question. Size matters. 50% of our audience said yes and 50% said yes. Uh, yes. It, it depends yeah. on the person. It the motion in the ocean, I believe it, but if that uh-uh. ocean is a little pond, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh-huh. what you know. <laughs> yeah. The motion yeah. in the little uh-huh. pond be having the biggest audacity, so I really don't. Thank you. Know, you. It's you in the I would yeah, say the yeah. size matter in general. No, like if you if you if you got a little a little shrimpy shrimp. You know, you still, it's, it's not, it doesn't take away from you as a man, but the size right. matter to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to be possessed uh, by the dick. Like, I need to take over my life. Uh, like, uh, 
but yeah i had so much fun with this episode i hope y'all have fun too yeah yes this thank you awesome. so much right oh, <laughs> this was an amazing conversation too i'm so excited for this to get published i'm so excited this is awesome i'm so happy to have to have conversations like this and then not right. be Mm-hmm. censored or oh we can't talk about that it's like no right. we just talk back <laughs> we talk back <laughs> that's all for this episode make sure you tune in next time be good humans and mind the business that pays you to and be as minded. always stay holy